G'day, it's Martin Niles here to talk about the federal election result now that the weekend is over, though counting still continues, but we're getting a pretty clear picture. Let me say, first of all, I have my concerns about the result, of course, but this video is not me being a misery guts, and there's two reasons for that. The first one is that actually the government that really matters is still intact. And that is the kingdom of God. And we can say that every day, no matter the circumstances, he still reigns over all. He's still bringing everything to yield according to his purposes in the fullness of time. And we don't know how or why or when, but that's why he is God and we are not. So we have confidence. But second of all, there's another reason I'm not being a misery guts, and that is because it is not quite all doom and gloom. There are some silver linings to bring out of this. And I want to focus on those in this video. Uh, so let me explain. The Liberals were, let's be real, always going to lose an election, whether it was this one or the next one or whatever. They've been in power for nine years. This is the way the system works. Governments don't last forever. The question for me strategically about when that loss happened was really about the manner of that loss. Would the manner of that loss result in a better Liberal Party or a worse Liberal Party going into opposition and potentially government once again in the not-too-distant future? Well, um, actually... It looks as though the Liberals may have come out of this in a better position or as a better party than they did going into it. And this is actually why we had the people, not parties message, you know, because it matters who is in the party in order to shape it and in order to direct it. And I think a lot of us felt like the Liberals probably had gone a little bit off uh, the reservation in recent years in terms of uh, their, their values. Um, and so we had this people, not parties message. And the result of the election, therefore, I think needs to be measured in terms of the people. What happened at the people level, not the party level? And that's where you find a silver lining. For example, the Liberals at the time of filming have lost 16 lower house seats. And you can look at that at the party level and go, that's terrible. And I have my concerns, of course. However, note the silver lining. Only three, maybe four, depending how you measure, but definitely three of those are what you would call socially conservative MPs, people with effectively um, traditional Christian values on social policy. The rest were moderates, as they call them in the media, or wets, as some people like to call them. So that's an incredible change to the composition of the party in a good way. Um, uh, key figures on the so-called moderate side of the party, uh, who really are a bit closer to Greens, people like Jason Falinski, Trent Zimmerman, Dave Sharma, uh, Trevor Evans, Tim Wilson, Ken Wyatt, Fiona Martin, Katie Allen, and so on. They've lost their seats. But here's the really important thing that I want us to note. All of the MPs who crossed the floor to vote against, religious, uh, vote against Christian schools and faith-based schools and failed to support the religious discrimination bill and religious freedom, all of them except one, have lost their seat. And this was ACL's campaign. We highlighted these MPs with door knocking, phone canvassing, flyers, digital advertising, billboards, and a reasonable amount of media coverage as well. And now Fiona Martin, Dave Sharma, Trent Zimmerman, and Katie Allen have lost their seats. And Bridget Archer's, while she'll probably survive, at the time of filming, it is technically too close to call. It's line ball that hangs in the balance. So I want to look for a second at our impact here because we did some polling uh, and we can measure it. Uh, we did polling in Reed, which is Fiona Martin's uh, former seat, uh, North Sydney, which is Trent Zimmerman's former seat, Wentworth, which is Dave Sharma's former seat, and Bass, which is undecided, potentially going to see Bridget Archer continue. And we polled two days prior to election day to see where people were at in those seats. And on average, just shy of 70% of voters in those seats knew how their MP voted on Christian schools and religious freedom. Now, given the lack of voices really talking about that, especially Christian schools, 70% awareness is a pretty great achievement. I'm pretty happy about that. Furthermore, 
on average, over 35% of voters in these seats had encountered ACL's campaign materials or message uh, through the activism that we were doing. That means that they not only saw or encountered the message, but actually they processed it comprehensively enough to connect it to the Australian Christian lobby and then remember that connection when they were asked two days out from election day. So that is also pretty good. And of those people, the number of voters who said that our message affected their vote, had an actual real impact on their voting decision was, in Reid, 32.7%. That's a third of those people. In North Sydney, 24.1%. In Wentworth, 27.3%. And in Bass, 23.1%. And that showed in the election results. North Sydney and Wentworth, of course, they were under pressure from another angle, a very effective campaign from the Teal independents, so we had some help there. But certainly in both those seats, uh, we measured an impact from us as well. But of course, we had no such help in Reid, where our polling showed that the constituency there was significantly more sensitive to our message, and Fiona Martin decisively lost that seat. And whilst Bridget Archer may well hang on just in Bass, note this, the swing to her as a Liberal MP, and remember in Tasmania it was a bit weird, there was actually a swing to the Liberals, the swing to her on current counting is about 0.6%, but the neighbouring seats right next door of Braddon and Lyons, the swing to the Liberals in those two seats is about 5%. And so I can see significant impact there because awareness of the campaign was high in Bass. These are our successes. But in the interest of transparency, there was an area where we weren't so successful. We did run some soft support uh, style campaigns for people like Andrew Hastie and and, uh, Terry Young up in Longman in Queensland, and we saw great fruit there. But we didn't see such great outcomes in one area. And that was where we had a couple of areas where we were running campaigns that reflected poorly on some of the independents. So particularly Rebecca Sharkey in Mayo uh, and Helen Haynes in Indi. Now, why didn't we have big fruit there? Well, obviously, this was the election for the independents. If ever you're going to be an independent running, this was the one to go for. Because... um, Everyone, it seems, wanted a reputable or a well-known independent to vote for. The primary vote of both major parties was the lowest it's ever been. I think someone said the Labor primary was the lowest it's been since, since 1910 or something like this. Whether that's exactly right or not, it is incredibly low. And so there was just this uh, massive surge on in the independent space. Uh, and probably uh, we shouldn't even have tried to stand against that in hindsight. But that's where we didn't have so much success But we did have a tremendous impact uh, in another way, in the way that I described, which is that we we didn't change who won government. And I want to be very clear about that. Um, And, uh, you know, I don't think that ACL has the capacity to do that. Uh, But what we did do was we altered the manner of the loss and we made sure there was accountability, accountability that usually these MPs don't have to worry about. uh, For voting against Christian schools and for failing to support religious freedom. And it worked. Um, So we affected the manner of the coalition's loss. We didn't decide whether they lost, but we affected the manner of the loss in a positive way. We also affected the manner of the Labor victory. They actually responded to our campaign by making promises about religious freedom. And they made some promises about Christian schools, which weren't as nice as we would have liked, but were better than they used to be. So we've improved their position. And obviously, there's further, there's more ground to take on that, I think. But we also will now hold Labor accountable for those promises. Uh, So here are some silver linings, right? Concerns, of course, about the overall result. But here, Here are some silver 
linings. And this is ACL's mission, to be politically and culturally effective in the public squares by making truth public, by taking it out there. And our election materials, yeah, look, they're a bit provocative with cartoons on them and stuff like that, but actually the text of those materials, all it did was tell the truth. It just said how that MP voted on specific issues and footnoted it, uh, chapter and verse. And our volunteers, I want to thank you so much because thanks to you, we were able to take truth public and be politically effective once again this year. I want to share some scriptures as well from Daniel chapter 4 because these have been on my mind this election season. They've given me a great deal of comfort and I trust that they do for you as well. It says, The Most High rules in the kingdom of men. He gives it to whomever he will and sets over it the lowest of men. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hands, and none can stop him, or say to him, what have you done? You know, or bring him into question. He does what he will. Daniel chapter 4, verse 17 and 34 to 35. And I read that because I know a lot of you feel as though your vote's been wasted. But I want to say don't lose heart because it's our duty, it's our responsibility to vote like it depends on us. In other words, to be responsible as salt and light in that particular part of our life. That's what we're supposed to do in this world. But having done that, and by the way, if you did that and you researched your vote and you took it seriously, you have done right and in that you can have peace. But there's another way we now need to have peace as well. We may have tried to be responsible, but we need to go to bed at night like it depends actually not on us, but on God because he is sovereign. And that's why I read those scriptures, because it gives us that reminder that, yeah, we'll be responsible, but then we're at peace because it's in God's hands. So what's next? Well, first, we can expect an attack on Christian schools in pretty short order. Um, be ready to act when that campaign is upon us. Uh, we really don't want the position that Labor has put on that uh, to come to pass. We want to improve it. It's really important. And Christian schools are crucial. This will be a key battleground. Secondly, however, pray for our leaders. Pray for Anthony Albanese, please. <laughs> you know, uh, Pray for Scott Morrison, um, because even though he's lost, this will be a difficult time in his life. But finally, and this is something exciting as we look forward as to what's next, I want to draw our attention to something far greater, a truth that we must never forget, and it is that Australia's greatest need is not a change of government. Australia's greatest need is a change of Lord. They need, Australia needs, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that is why over the next few months, ACL's singular goal will be to spread the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with your help. We will be distributing at least two million Gospels of John, two million, through our wonderful volunteer network of now 7,700 people. Sign up, acl.org.au slash volunteer, to be notified when that's on the go and to have a chance of being part of that massive distribution to a significant chunk of Australian households. And we know the Word of God does not return void, right? We need this to happen in our country. Also, uh, we have a message for the nation at three landmark events in Sydney, in Canberra, and in Melbourne, not to be missed. If you enjoyed The Truth of It Live or you enjoyed looking on at The Truth of It Live, if we didn't come to your part of the world, like Sydney, Canberra, Melbourne, uh, you're really going to love this new mini-series of events. Uh, and they're going to be later in the year, but they're going to launch. The advertising, marketing, ticketing is going to launch on the 1st of June. So stay tuned. And meanwhile, think about a friend or two who you might bring along to those excellent events that are coming up later in the year. And whoever you are, please commit to praying for these efforts that the Word of God would not return void because Australia needs the gospel 
now more than ever.